You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Jennifer Sarah Glantz. I just had to say it like this. Today's guest is a returning guest and it has been far too long since she has been on the Bride Chiller podcast. Probably so long ago, it was called the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. <gasps> the old name. Uh, you might know her as Jen Glantz. She is the uh, creator, the founder, the superhero behind Bridesmaid for Hire. She will tell us all about that again if you haven't heard that episode. I said her name like this because I've just finished reading a chapter where her mum calls her that the full name. You know you're in trouble. You know something's got to go down when your mum calls and says your full name. Uh, I'm talking about her latest book, Always a Bridesmaid for Hire. And uh, I'm so happy to have you back on the show, Jen. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am just so excited to be back. (laughs) You're so perky and lovely. And I feel like you're my my spirit sister across the water. I always love following you and reading what you're up to. You're a you're just a bucket of energy. I feel the same way. I feel like we are wedding twins that have never met before, but one day will and find out that we're secretly soulmates and sisters from oh another God. country or something. You're the blondie. You're the blondie and I'm the brown haired and we both are virtual bridesmaids and we both try and help people through this sometimes harrowing but wonderful time. I love it. That's why we have to stick together because it is a time of chaos and they need some sanity. <laughs> And that's the thing. So, look, you've written this amazing book. Last time we talked on the show, we did a big episode about your experience, uh, and I'm sure you've had many more since, as a professional bridesmaid, the professional bridesmaid. Isn't that funny? Can I just say, interrupting myself, Jen, very professional, (laughs) you know you're onto a really shit hot idea when other people jump in and try and uh, emulate what you're doing, and I think you should take that as a massive, like, sign of you are the queen. Oh, totally. And I see people pop up all of the time, even people who try to copy the business word for word, literally taking words off my website and putting that on theirs. And you know what I think to myself? I think good for them. If they want to have the bravery and the courage to start a business, run with this idea, go for (laughs) it. You know, it's definitely a crazy business that requires a lot of time and effort. And I welcome competition. Definitely. Bring it, bring it, girlfriend. And I'm the same. I feel like just don't start yeah, ripping my shit. That's all I'm asking, basically. Right. Oh, like- yeah. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, look, the book, it is such an enjoyable read. I've been giggling. I sit on the tube every morning going to and from my day job and afternoon. And I said to you off air, and I'm going to say it again, I know it's a really good book and an engaging read when I don't look up until like the stop before to make sure I haven't drifted past home. Not often do people smile on the London Underground, but I was really having a good time. So thank you for this wonderful book. Oh, well, thank you so much for reading it. And it's so great to hear someone else say that because so far the only people who have read it have been my mother uh, and my roommate. So it's really great to hear someone who's not directly related to me or living with me say that they enjoy it. So thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. We're going to do a recap. If people are new to the podcast and I haven't had the pleasure of listening, and I say the pleasure of listening to your last appearance on the show, tell us about where you started and how you came to write this book and and really, I mean, you're on the front cover of the Times uh, supplement a couple of months ago here in London. It's such it's been such a huge ride for you 
where did it all kick off and uh, and where are you now? You know what? It was such an accident, which is a very odd thing to say about starting <laughs> a business, but it's the truth. What happened to me was that all of my friends got engaged in their early 20s. I was the go-to bridesmaid, the one they'd always call up first, ask if I'd be there by their side. Uh, <laughs> and one night in particular, the story happened that two distant friends. I'm talking about friends I hadn't really spoken to in a year, two years. Two of those types of friends called me up on the same night, asked me to be a bridesmaid. I said, of course, yes, I'll do it. And I went home and I told my roommate and she said to me, wow, Jen, you have become a professional bridesmaid. And that (laughs) is when these lights went off in my head and I thought to myself, hey, you know, what if I could do this for strangers, for people who might have the best friends in the world, but friends who can't be there for them? or not really have any close friends. You know, what if I could be there for them? So I went on Craigslist, which is crazy in itself, and I posted an ad (laughs) offering my services to strangers as the hired bridesmaid. Uh, And within a couple of days, I received hundreds of responses from women all around the world. And that was two years ago. So since then, I've worked with over 40 brides and maid of honors. I've done weddings all over the place. Uh, And what happened was a common question people would ask me was, what are some of your wedding horror stories? You know, what are the worst things that have happened to you on the job? And I realized that beside telling stories like that, I loved telling stories about what I learned from couples I worked with, even couples who got cold feet last minute, or, you know, people who were getting married for the wrong reasons. You know, every wedding has its own type of chaos. And I personally learned so much from these from these people that I said, you know what, I'm going to sit down, write a book about my own love life and my own disasters and <laughs> other people's love lives and what's that, what that has taught me about marriage and love. It's really interesting that you just bring up the point about observing as an as an outsider I suppose you don't necessarily know the backstory you know like a friend would know that they've spent years with these people when you go to weddings it's lovely to hear your sort of instinct about reading people and I suppose with 40 weddings you've experienced highs and lows and your uh, gut feeling about happiness and relationships and communication shines and and it's such an amazing skill to have and I suppose it's a skill not many people get to pick up on because they don't get to go to 40 weddings yeah yeah I agree and you know what it's it's all about having relationships with people and understanding people and like you said you know being the outsider in the room that oftentimes means that the bride the mother of the bride the bridesmaids they come to me to tell me things they will not tell anybody else so I'm the person they come to to say I don't want to get married anymore or I'm getting married for the wrong reasons or you know the bridesmaid says she hooked up with the groom or something of that crazy nature you know I'm the outside person they come to, to to you know say all of this information to when you first I mean in the last interview we talked a lot about the process of putting that that Craigslist ad up and then it just kicking off and you sort of going oh crikey's I've got a, this is a business and and you worked with your brother Jay to to make it all happen and he sounds like a bit of a legend putting the website together and you guys writing copy and it just overnight basically turned into your job um from from the last time we talked how many I mean this is probably a year ago now are you 
are you traveling all the time? How does it all work? And how do you and Jay, how does it all, how does the business work? Full stop is the question I should be asking you. Yeah. So I've introduced a couple different packages. I have a virtual bridesmaid package, which means I can be there for anybody at any time, no matter where they are. Uh, that package I like to say is kind of like being your bridal coach, walking you through the whole adventure, what to expect and dealing with all the chaos that happens before the wedding. Uh, and then I have in-person packages that have taken me all over the country and even had me working weddings for people who got married in the U.S. from out of the country. So I had a couple of brides from uh, Australia. I had two grooms from Australia get married in Times Square, New York. Uh, I have a wedding next week from somebody from the U.K. uh, who's getting married in New York. So it's allowed me to work many different weddings, and people will hire me as the actual bridesmaid, the one who puts on the dress and walks down the aisle. And other people hire me to be the behind the scenes, to be their personal assistant, their therapist, even though I don't have a degree in that. (laughs) Uh, And even just their peacekeeper, because every single wedding I've been to, there has been drama present and nobody to filter it or deal with it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, look, I just want to mention your dresses. There's a very funny story at the beginning of the book about you being crushed underneath a barrage of bridesmaids dresses. And that did make me laugh, but I feel sad, but also laughing. Like funny, sad, very oh, funny. Oh, yeah. You know, it was completely embarrassing. Like I live in New York City. My closet is actually a pantry. Uh, <laughs> so what I had to do is I stuff all my bridesmaid dresses on the top shelf. Uh, but what happens is when I also take down a sweater from that shelf, the bridesmaid dresses will fall on top of me. And this has happened so many times. I think I have about 45 bridesmaid dresses in this tiny pantry of a closet. So oh oftentimes gosh. if I have a bruise on my head, people are like, Jen, did the bridesmaid dresses fall on you again? Ah. And I'm like, yes, they did. That is the perks of being a professional bridesmaid. Well, lady, you can sell enough books. You can move up. We can upgrade. We need to get you a better closet. Uh, amen to that. <laughs> Let's all buy a copy of Always a Bridesmaid for Hire and help Jen graduate to a proper closet. I think that should yeah. be a, like 2017 goal. <laughs> I want that Carrie Bradshaw sex in the city closet that every oh. New York City girl dreams of, you know, but then we move there and we end up with a pantry where there are pots and pans and your clothing. <laughs> it's not glamorous. It's not glamorous, but it's great. It's how it all works. Um, uh, so delightful. Now, look, as well as you said, you mentioned that you do talk a lot about your dating. Tell me about J-Date. For anyone that doesn't know what J-Date is, Oh, I love your stories. So I have been, you know, single for more years than than a person would, would imagine or like, but it's not because I don't try to date. I have tried almost everything from going to a matchmaker uh, to having my mom take over my dating account. And I write about this in the book. I uh, got a, a gig writing blog post for JDate, which is a Jewish dating site. Uh, <laughs> and the perks of that job was that I got a free account. So uh, I used it secretly for a little bit and my mom kept saying, you know, why are you not meeting anyone? What's going on? And and finally, I got so fed up. I said, Mom, here's my login information. You find me someone. Oh, my Uh, gosh. Yeah, which was interesting. And I write about, you know, what happened when she when she went on and she set up a date for me. I go on the date. Uh, You know, I'm not going to ruin the story, but it's safe to say that it was a very fast date that ended with us never talking ever again. It's very funny. It's very funny. I just admire your braveness for one. I mean, just handing over the password to your mum. But it's it's made for a story. I mean, I always think for comedy purposes, whenever I do anything that was slightly 
slightly dickish, I was always like, I can turn it into stand-up, Jen. I can get out there and do it. And I think you've been collecting these amazing stories. They're just made for a very funny book. Yeah, you know, it's cheaper than going to a therapist, I found, <laughs> just writing down these stories and sharing them with others. And it's very rewarding having other people say, you know, yeah, my mom hounds me too about dating. And then they read this story or, uh, yeah, you know, bring a bridesmaid is really tough and stressful. And then they read a story about, you know, me being a bridesmaid for a friend and they see that it's completely normal to have these feelings. And, uh, that's what I, that's why I I enjoy writing. And I always have is because it's a really awesome way to just relate to people who are going through something similar to you, what you're going through. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were saying, um, just before we started recording that talking about our dual journeys and why we just sort of connected. And I think, you know, we both started around the same sort of time and we've had similar experiences with learning from people. You know, connecting with my listeners has been such a great exercise for me to see what people want to hear and what's helpful and what's supportive. And I know you have exactly the same experiences with your brides and uh, fellow bridesmaids that you connect with. And one thing you said, and it's really rung true to me, is that we're both really honest and open. And I think we get uh, so much wedding media stuff that's very fluffy and bullshitty that when you're when you're a truth talker in an industry, you start to stand out a little bit. And I think that's why we connect because we both like that. I agree. And that was one of the main reasons why I was eager and excited to get in the wedding industry. Because when I was a bridesmaid for my friends, I'd go online, I would Google, okay, you know, what are some tips? What, are, what do I need to know? And I would study up. And then I was actually the bridesmaid the first time, the second time, the third time. And none of that information helped. It was all so fluff. Uh, none of it got me to save money. You know, it was all tips that are not practical. And especially mm. when it came time to wanting to say no to friends who asked me to be a bridesmaid, the information online was just not realistic. So I said to myself, you know what, if I do move into the wedding industry and this becomes my career, I want to be able to push out content, give advice to people that's honest, that when they walk into being a bridesmaid, they truly know what to expect, even if that's the good, the bad, and the very, very ugly, which oftentimes it can be. Yeah. And I would like to talk about the very, very ugly. Not that we're going to get too nego or negative as uh, I I went full Australian then, Jen, not too nego. I love it. Oh my gosh. Everyone at work just cuts me because I shorten all the words. I just, uh, it just saves time. We've got too much to do than say a full word. I agree with that. Always a bridesmaid for hire is Jen Glance's amazing new book and she is here talking about it and many other things and there will be more from her and me after this very short break. Jen, we're going to get to, I don't, as I said before the break, we don't want to get too sort of doom and gloom because I'm all up for optimism and positivity but we need to talk some truth and just I think getting delve into the, sort of some of the the bullshit that surrounds the bridesmaid and what's expected of the bridesmaid and why we've sort of gotten into the mess that some of us have gotten into where things just don't work out very well. What are some of the key observations you've made over the past two and a bit years of being a professional bridesmaid and being around brides that you think we've sort of broken the system a little bit? 
I think that when it comes to brides and bridesmaids, a lot of times brides will ask every single friend they have to be a bridesmaid or at least people that they're really (laughs) close with. So that means they end up with 5, 10, 12 bridesmaids. And some of those people that they ask, they're not very close with anymore or their friendships that they were really close with, you know, a couple years ago. And what happens is they hope and they pray and they wish that their wedding will be the time when they mend those friendships, when all of the problems over the past couple of years will just disappear. But doesn't happen like that you know if anything weddings are so stressful and everything that comes before the wedding is stressful too that oftentimes your friends that you have these on again off again friendships with all of that drama comes into play and people start resenting each other and before you know it you have a bridal party filled with people who are not talking to each other who barely want to talk to you and you wish and you really really wish that you didn't ask 12 people to be your bridesmaids that instead (laughs) you probably wanted to ask two or three. It's so funny that I I get lots of questions. Well, the ones that really disturb me, Jen, and I need you on like speed dial to help me with these are the, I want to dump her as a bridesmaid. And I find that incredibly like frustrating and also sad and stressful because it's like, oh man, it feels like a majority of the time they have done exactly what you've just said, have sort of panic asked or have been drunk or have said in college and, uh, you know, 10 years before, we're going to be bridesmaids. And then they feel obliged. And then they end up having some big altercation or some falling out and then they want to ditch this person. And it just makes me go, oh, it's, this is a problem that most of the time could have been resolved, uh, you know, years before by not getting into this mess. But it, it, it happens a lot. It does. And here is my number one trick and the best thing you can do when you're choosing your bridesmaids. Here's what you have to do. Imagine yourself stuck in an elevator, okay? You're hungry. You're frustrated. You're a little scared. You just want to get out of there. Now, who would you want in the elevator with you when you're stuck? I promise you that list of 12 people you'd ask as your bridesmaids, perhaps only one or two of those people you would want with you stuck in an elevator. And I know that reference is absurd and bizarre, but having a wedding, planning a wedding is a lot like getting stuck in an elevator. You're tired, you're hungry, you're frustrated, you're scared, and you're nervous, you know? And and you want to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who can compliment you when you're feeling like that and not bring out the worst in you and not make you feel, you know, all of those things times a million because they're scared and frustrated and tired and hungry too. So what do you think it comes from? Is it is it, you know, I talk a lot about obligation and this feeling that we have we feel guilt because we're not including everyone in every activity and every sort of job in a wedding what is it the what is the not not the easiest way because it's never easy but what do you think and the and the elevator analogy is perfect for this what do you think the next step is to if you're not going to invite 12 people to be your bridesmaids do you think you have to even acknowledge the other 10 that you're not asking or do you think you just sail on and not say anything I think that, you know, and one of the things that makes me happy about where weddings are heading is that people are kicking traditions away. They're saying, I don't understand why I have to wear white as the bride. I don't know why I have to wear a veil. I think next people are going to say, I don't know why I have to have bridesmaids. And then they're probably not going to have bridesmaids. And if they do, maybe they'll just have a maid of honor. And I don't think you have to explain that to anybody. I think that 
oftentimes a lot of your friends are going to be so happy just to be wedding guests. You know, a lot of them who have been bridesmaids before have spent so much money in the past on being a bridesmaid. They know that, yes, it's an honor. It's really awesome and exciting. But being a wedding guest is equally as exciting sometimes too. So I think as the bride, you know, we worry so much about what people are going to think if we don't ask them, but that is not a reason to ask them, have them in your bridal party, and then deal with the consequences throughout the time before your wedding. Yeah. And I think so many people, and I haven't, I've certainly not been in as many weddings as you, Jen. So you win by a hundred million points uh, of the experience. And I've enjoyed all the weddings I've been in, but I don't necessarily know if I need to be in too many more. And that's not a disservice to my friends that may be getting married in the future. But I agree. I just like to sit there with the champs and without any sort of tightly curled hair or taffeta. Yeah, and you wear whatever you want. You come and go whenever you want. And chances are you can bring a plus one too. So it really is a win-win situation, not always being the bridesmaid. But if you are asked to always be the bridesmaid and you feel like you can't do it, you don't have the time, you don't have the money, as the bridesmaid-to-be, you can actually say no. You can get out of your duties very early on and it won't ruin your friendship. Oftentimes it can even strengthen your friendship because you're being so honest about an obligation that you really can't take on in the moment. And do you think looking at the way it's going now, are you seeing people actually following through with this and taking the the step to have less bridesmaids and maids of honours and bloody flower girls and all these extra hangers honours that people are picking? Are you seeing smaller weddings? I am. I'm seeing people who are starting to say, I'm done with the traditions. I'm done with making my wedding look like it's straight off a Pinterest board and something that's been, you know, a tradition for many years. People are really Mm -hmm. taking the wedding into their own hands uh, and they're stopping to do things that don't make sense to them. And it's, it's a very slow process. But year after year, the new trends show us that people are really moving toward having unique weddings that feel less like a wedding and more like a gigantic party that's more relaxed and, you know, less formal. Uh, and doesn't have traditions that have stemmed from a hundred or you know hundreds of years ago. And I think uh, the concept of having a bridesmaid is something that you know could very well go extinct because it's something that's a very old school to have. It's something that not everybody always has enough people to make a full bridal party. And you know why that's that's great for my business and everything. And it also. I think it really, a lot of brides who get married after their wedding, they'll openly admit and they'll say, if there was one thing I could change, I wouldn't have had seven bridesmaids. Instead, I would have had one or two. I think that's a very common thing that a lot of brides will admit to. And I think it's great that you think about it now and uh, make preparations. You don't have to feel obliged to have 28 ladies all matching dresses uh, standing there. And, uh, you know, again, like you said, and you said in the book, you've been contacted by friends that you hadn't heard from for five years time, or you've just been Facebook friends. And, you know, it's got to feel a little orcs for some people being contacted out of the blue going, we haven't seen each other, but you're really important to me. (laughs) Like, Why? Yeah, I agree. And you know what? Like, I remember when I was younger and I was in college, I I remember I was in college and I was with a friend and we were talking about when we grew up, you know, who would our bridesmaids be? And I think I listed (laughs) off like eight people. And of those eight people, I speak to maybe one, you know, and it's okay that who, you know, the big people in our lives, they change all of the time. And and just because we 
we were really close with someone for 15 years of our, our lives doesn't mean that they have to stand beside us on our wedding day for us to feel special or for them to feel special. Just having them as a guest is a really special honor. Uh, and I think when we remember that and we really take the elevator reference into, into effect and say, you know, who do we want by our side when things go crazy? Because probably they will, uh, whether it's before the wedding or on the day of the wedding. Would you do me the honor of, uh, no, I was going to say that, that, that sounded like, I'm going to get married again, Jen, and you're going to come and be my bridesmaid, uh, which oh, would I'd be love amazing. To. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, actually, let's just do that. That feels like the best gig ever. What am I? I was joking, and now I'm like, let's make that happen. Um, we just have to get my husband involved. He'll love getting married. I'm, we always joke on the show that I'm planning like a seal Heidi Klum pre divorce. Uh, you know, when they would get hitched every year wearing yes. wild and wacky things. I love it. I think I think that's the only way we can ever do the the remarriage. And I do want to have a Seinfeld wedding. I just have a feeling that your wedding or your wedding was or your next, if you have a row renewal in the future, it would just be so incredibly amazing and fun. I would 100% want to go, even just as a guest. Bridesmaid or oh. guest, I will be there. Jen, if it's happening, you're in, all right? Oh. We just need to convince Rich to get on board because he's like I don't know if we need to do this maybe I can get it sponsored and someone else can pay for it and that would even be better let's love it that's the way to go sponsors if you're listening and you want to sponsor my crazy wacky vow renewal get in touch now let's talk (laughs) yay Amen. Jen, what do you see? Tell me about your future. I'm so fascinated because you are very entrepreneurial. I even love going back to J-Day. You, I love that you went $30 to sign up. Forget it. I'm going to write for them and I'll get a membership for free. I, you're my, As I said, you're my spirit friend because we think the same of going, how can I get this for a better price? Or how do yeah. I make this work for me? What is, what's the next step for you? I'm, I'm desperate to know. Yeah, I I think what's next for me is, um, you know, I've had so many fantastic women from all over the world, even men too, apply to work for me as a professional bridesmaid. And I've taken a lot of thought about what to do with everyone who's applied because I can't hire everybody. I wish that I could, but I do want to empower them in some special ways that they can go off and make a business of their own or even a bridesmaid for hire business of their own. So next year, I'm definitely going to be offering different training programs for people who have applied or who want to apply to be able to start their own business. I started my business from scratch. I was a poetry major. I have no clue how to start a business back then, Uh, but I've really learned the ins and outs and I've learned how to do it in a way that's effective and that really anyone can do it if they have the time, not the money, because I never had a lot of money going into this, but the time to do it. So I think 2017 for me is going to be the year that I really empower the people who have believed in me, who have supported me and who have just, you know, wanted something similar to finally be able to start something for themselves because it's a game changer. You know, working for yourself, having your own business, it's such an empowering thing to have in your life. You create your own opportunity. And a lot of people who have applied to work for me, what they say in their applications is less that they want to be a professional bridesmaid and more that they're sick of their career. They hate sitting in a cubicle all day. They want something different and unique and interesting. And I really want to pull something out of them that they're going to adore and they're going to want to really just blow up and and have something meaningful for themselves to, to run with. I love that. And I love your 
attitude and and you were the best person to be empowering people and I think I agree with you I feel like I'm on this weird cusp of um, having two separate lives at the moment with my day job which I do enjoy but also I think a lot about what I'm going to be doing with the podcast and all the bits and pieces that go into running um, a business and trying to make this my full-time gig it's really it's empowering to think of well, the, the the prospect of making that happen is in my hands. And I just think that's so, um, I don't know, it's like a drug, I imagine, just going, just you feel more and more pushed to do it and to also be helping people. And that's what you do every day. So it, that's what I think is so special um, uh, about what you do. Thank you. And, you know, I, I was working full time doing this for a while. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I got laid off from my full time job last year. And that's how I, I started to do this full time. So I kind of got pushed off the ledge uh, with the help <laughs> of my boss who, um, you know, I, I ran into the other day and I hugged him. I said, thank you so much for giving me that push, because I don't know if I ever would have left my full time job. Yeah. You know, it was, comfort- it was comfortable. It was safety. It was all these great things. And I'm so glad that that happened, even though at the time it was terrifying and I really wasn't sure how I was going to make it work, but you find a way, you figure it out. Uh, and it's been just the craziest adventure, uh, having something of my own and, and really working hard to, to make it, you know, something that people want to use and, and know about and, and enjoy. We've done a very good job of it so far, and I, I'm very excited. I think that's a really good – the training program is such a good idea. So when it happens, obviously, you'll be back to talk about it. There's no doubt we're booking you in. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> Now, tell me, there's one story that I really enjoyed reading a couple of days ago, uh, and I don't want to, I want you to tell the story, so I don't want to give too much away, but there's a wedding with a a lost dress, a sad groom. Uh, Look, can you tell us a little bit about that story and how it came about? Because when you talked earlier on in the interview about stuff going wrong and things getting a little crazy. This to me is the epitome uh, of, of an example. Hit it, I, Yeah. Oh, man. That was uh, quite the day. I was a bridesmaid for one of my friends. This is when I say I was a rookie bridesmaid a couple years ago, and I show up to the wedding. Uh, you know, there's a bridesmaid who her dress is lost. She doesn't know where it is, and she doesn't want to tell the bride. Uh, there's a mother of the bride who is hysterically crying because she booked the limo for the wrong weekend. Uh, and there is a groom <laughs> in the picture as well who is also crying because two of his groomsmen are incredibly hungover, waiting still uh, and they have to walk down the aisle in about two hours and here I am as this bridesmaid who I you know I'm doing it for my friend this is before I started a business I maybe been a bridesmaid then by three or four times I was the most seasoned person in the whole bridal party so of course I was the one dealing with this chaos while while the bride had no clue uh, what was going on and it was in that moment that I realized you know I kind of in a weird way enjoyed dealing with the chaos and sorting things out it was almost like the wedding morning was a, was a mystery for me, uh, trying to figure out how I can find this bridesmaid dress, book a limo, get two hungover groomsmen down the aisle. <laughs> and uh, that was one of the first experiences where I said to myself, you know, being a bridesmaid is, is not easy. I'm not going to say that. Uh, but I do enjoy this scenery of being in a wedding where everyone thinks it should be a perfect day. But behind the scenes, it's a chaotic mess. Uh, And I think that a part of me (laughs) liked the mess and liked sorting through it and and making it something that was a perfect day for everybody else. 
And you do refer to bridesmaids as warriors, and I think that is so spot on. I was like power punching the air because I I really think the bridesmaids on many occasions are the unsung heroes of the wedding, and they put up with a lot of shit. They keep their heads down. They do their job. They deal with craziness, and they get things going. I think it's so good you said this. It's true. I call them warriors because we all leave weddings with battle scars, whether it's blisters or headaches or just the desperate need for a nap. And, you know, I think that um, being a bridesmaid, like I said, it is very, very hard to do. And we are the ones who are making sure this day goes perfectly for our friend or our family member. And we don't often talk about it. You know, what what we go through uh, before the wedding is is extremely stressful. That's why bridesmaids hit up the open bar so quickly, you know. Um, But I think you know, one really awesome uh, thing about starting this business is all of the women who have reached out and said, you know, I've been a bridesmaid before. Here is just the craziest thing I had to do. And everybody has a crazy bridesmaid story, just like most people have a crazy dating story. And I love that, you know, everyone could come together and really say, let me try to one up your story here because I just was a bridesmaid (laughs) at a wedding and this happened and this happened. And uh, it just makes everyone really feel like they can relate to some of these weird, wild things that happen at weddings. What do you hope uh, for your next year of wedding? How many weddings have you got booked actually for next year, for this year, I should be saying? I can't, it's always hard. Early in the year, we just could never get into saying it's 2017. But good luck, everyone. Get in the year right now. I know. Uh, so I I am currently working with 20 different clients. Those are both brides oh and maid of honors. Amazing. Do you have any tips? Let's just say... For maid of honors, the bride's freaking out. You are feeling like you could punch her in the face, but you're not going to do that because you're a best friend. What are some of the tips for the maid of honor slash bridesmaid in the heat of the moment? I say that my number one bridesmaid superpower that I just hope everyone walks into a wedding with is humor. Make the bride laugh. If you could make her laugh, if you can get her to take her mind off of the stress and the chaos, you will see the bridezilla mask slowly melt away. I think a lot of times when we are faced with the bridezilla, we then bring our own attitudes to the table. We walk in there stressed out ourselves and mad and resentful and We just bring negative energy into the room. And the best thing you can do as a maid of honor or a bridesmaid is start the day off, leave all of your personal baggage outside of the door, and walk in there with the goal of just making the day fun and funny for the bride. Because if you can make somebody laugh, you've already cheered them up probably about 90%. I couldn't agree more. I feel like... The, the magic of laughter, breaking that those those dodgy vibes, just breaking those bad vibes and getting people to enjoy themselves can solve anything. It really can. Definitely. It really can. And I think as bridesmaids, we're always so hung up on what should we do and how should we do it and what do we need to buy? But really, to be a good bridesmaid, it just simply means be a good friend. And you would cheer your friend up anyway in any situation they were dealing with, with laughter and with love. And that's all you need to have as a bridesmaid or a maid of honor. Oh, she's just wrapped that up perfectly. That's like <laughs> the best quote of the year. I'm going to put on a t-shirt or something. I really will. Thank you. No, look, it's, it's always such a pleasure to have you on the show Jen as I said I'm such a fan and I think what you've done is really uh, a game changer and I'm just pleased to know you and we've just said we've got to meet in person I feel like this is the year that we come together 
and all I would be creepy. I cannot wait. I can't wait to meet you in person. 2017, we're making it happen. This is going to be amazing. And it is always so much fun coming on this show. You are awesome. I love chatting with you. I love what you're doing for the wedding world. And this has been so much fun. I feel like there's a project coming for us too. I don't know what it is, but let's just simmer. Let's sit on it. Uh, Bridesmaidforhire.com is where you can get all the information. Jen has also a lovely Instagram, very active. And I love following where you are in the country. You're getting on and off planes. You're in bridesmaids dresses. It is always very enjoyable. Uh, What is your Instagram handle? You can find me on Instagram at Bridesmaid for Hire or Jen Glance. I have two. And Twitter, I'm Jen Glance and Snapchat Jen Glance as well. She's on all of the social medias because she's very forward thinking and popular. That's the way it goes. <laughs> what date is your lovely book coming out as well? The book comes out February 7th and I tell everyone to buy it now, pre-order it now because it is 30% off and I want you to save as much money as you can. So pick it up as soon as you can. But February 7th, you will be able to find it in bookstores all across the country, in the US and online, no matter where you are in the world. Oh, I love that. And uh, she's been a big supporter of the show. So definitely go and support Jen and just go and laugh and enjoy yourself because it's one of those books that, you know, it. I think it's one of those books you should gift your bridesmaids as a hello your two bridesmaids don't need to get seven and say hello read this enjoy yourself it'll teach you a lot and then read it yourself as well bride chillers thank you so much jen you're amazing thank you so much and thank you for reading the book and having me on this was so much fun happy days my lovely people The Bride Chiller Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right? <laughs>